idealism. Is it pie in the sky or the meat and potatoes of making a life? I'm Garland McWaters, and this is the Spirit of Leading Podcast. The 20th century American journalist Walter Lippmann said, Ideals are an imaginative understanding of that which is desirable in that which is possible. In this episode of the Spirit of Leading podcast, I want to direct our thinking toward this practical application of ideals that Lippmann described. Ideals represent qualities that aspire us to a higher and better version of ourselves. They produce a conscience that holds us in check against our own self-serving and power-seeking ego. An ideal. An ideal is kind of an image of what's possible in a perfect state. However, perfection itself is a little bit elusive. Maybe it's even undefinable. But that doesn't keep us from trying and striving. We talk about the perfect job, or the perfect mate, the perfect employee, the perfect vacation, that perfect quality of life, the perfect world. Yet we kind of struggle to describe it in any kind of finite terms. And the ideal? Well, that's going to vary from one individual to another. But you know, that's okay. The point is, we're thinking about a standard of excellence and what might go into achieving it. But just because we have trouble coming up with adequate words doesn't mean it's a pie-in-the-sky notion. We challenge ourselves to come up with practical applications of that ideal, and that's why ideals matter, and that's what makes them practical. We can talk about ideals in personal character. We know that high ideals in ethics and morals contribute to a good behavior. The New Testament says in Philippians, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. So what does this have to do with our ideals in our time? Well, when you think about it, an ideal is just an idea. It's a thought. And thoughts eventually become things. What a person thinks in their heart, so they become. We've heard that over and over again. The practical aspect of the ideal is the behavior that it evokes in the believer. When we dwell on high ideals, we aspire to improve ourselves and others in a net positive way. Everyone's going to benefit. The golden rule that we quote is a case in point. Treat others the way you want to be treated. Or in the Hippocratic Oath sworn by physicians, do no harm. So, the ideal is the better self to which we aspire. We set goals about our health and wellness. We set goals about our intellectual growth, our relationships, our spiritual depth. We set goals about financial status. We do a lot of planning there. We set goals about our professional growth. Then we identify the steps to take, the resources we will need, the determination it will take to reach those goals. Practical application of our ideals. Then we go for it. Not pie in the sky, but down to earth, get 
it done. But not all ideals are lofty. When we dwell on ideals that denigrate, abuse, or misuse others in service to that ideal or a special interest around that ideal, the ideal itself is inherently immoral and evil. Jesus taught, A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. Examples of evil ideals include those that tout racial or ethnic supremacy and lead to systemic racism or ethnic cleansing through genocide. Some ideals sound lofty, but carrying them out requires trampling on the beliefs and values of others. Religious ideals come to mind in which one religious ideology demands that all other religious expressions are illegitimate and must succumb to their way of believing and behaving or else. Those who resist are persecuted. In the United States, we say our ideal is that everyone should be free to worship as they believe and be able to assemble peacefully with like-minded believers. One's religion should never be a problem unless they make it one. Our government cannot and should not prohibit their peaceful exercise of their beliefs. And furthermore, no religious belief system can be imposed on citizens by the government as a state religion. Therefore, the ideal of the separation of church and state. But some people cannot tolerate different points of view. An ideologue is someone who promotes their ideals, whatever they are, as absolute and they simply are not interested in considering or tolerating the ideals of others who might differ. Some ideologues openly advocate intolerance and violence against those who differ, and they will stop at nothing to impose their views. The prophet Isaiah warned, Woe to those who call evil good and good evil, who put darkness for light and light for darkness, who put bitter for sweet, and sweet for bitter. There are those who will twist and distort high ideals in efforts to convince you that your ideals are wrong-headed. They will take a lie and make it sound like a truth or take a verifiable truth and claim it's a lie. And this is not a new phenomenon. The Apostle Paul warned his protege Timothy about a time when people will not put up with sound doctrine Instead, to suit their own desires, they will gather around them a great number of teachers who say what their itching ears want to hear. The warning applies to any ideology in any time. We know from research into belief systems, this happens repeatedly. Their truth becomes what they choose to believe, regardless of verifiable facts to the contrary. And, in some studies, it's been shown that when facts are not present to confirm their belief, they will fabricate facts to support what they want to believe. All the more reason we must take vigilance for the truth as a personal 
responsibility. We look back in history and ask, well, how did someone like Hitler come into power? He did it by manufacturing the idea that Jews were despicable and a threat to the German people, their livelihood, and their way of life. He manufactured stories to support the lie. Then he repeated the lie over and over, endlessly and relentlessly. Those who already wanted to believe it, well, they were on board early. Others came along from hearing the lie repeatedly and endlessly as if it were true. Sound familiar? Joseph Goebbels was Hitler's minister of propaganda, the Nazi equivalent to our U.S. president's communication director. Remember Isaiah's warning nearly 3,000 years ago of calling evil good and good evil? Well, here is what Goebbels said. If you tell a lie big enough and keep repeating it, people will eventually come to believe it. The lie can be maintained only for such time as the state can shield the people from the political, economic, and or military consequences of the lie. It thus becomes vitally important for the state to use all of its powers to repress dissent. For the truth is the mortal enemy of the lie. And thus by extension, the truth is the greatest enemy of the state. Sound familiar? Ideals matter. They show up in our documents like the Declaration of Independence that says, We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, and that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And in our Pledge of Allegiance to our flag and our republic, which stands for unity with liberty and justice for all, and to our nation's constitution, which is a framework intended to guide us in creating a more perfect union to establish justice and ensure domestic tranquility, to provide for our common defense, promote the general welfare, and secure the blessings of liberty for generations of Americans in perpetuity. We say we're a nation of laws, but the foundation of those laws are our ideals. And when we erode those ideals, our laws, well, they become meaningless. We have not yet created the perfect union, the union that guarantees liberty and justice for all. As a friend used to say, we are long on theory, but short on practice. But the point is, we're working on it, even though there are some who don't believe in liberty and justice for all if it deprives them of their unfair advantage over the less fortunate or racial and religious minorities. There are some who say this good work for equality and tolerance is a bad thing. Isaiah's words again ring clear in our time. There are those who will call evil good and good evil. There are those who will put darkness for light and light for darkness. Those who will put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. I have an ideal of the world I want for myself, my children, and all future generations. It's a world where they get to live freely and peacefully to their authentic spiritual selves just like everyone else. Is that pie in the sky to believe that that can happen? Not if we have the discernment to recognize evil when we hear it and see it. It's not important to me what you believe about Jesus, but I do believe that Jesus was absolutely right on when he said, 
A good man brings good things out of the good stored up in his heart. An evil man brings evil things out of the evil stored up in his heart. For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. When a man spews forth a stream of lies, belittling ad hominem epithets toward others, and other forms of abusive language, he is revealing his ideals and the quality of his soul. And those whose ears itch for such rhetoric and line up behind it likewise reveal their ideals. Ideals come from our values and beliefs. They show up in actions. Are they lofty and wholesome ideals or corrupt and heinous? In my practical ideal world, we know it when we see it. Well, that's it for this installment of the Spirit of Leading podcast. I want to thank you for listening. I also encourage you to recognize and appreciate anyone who demonstrates the spirit of leading at work and in the community. When you join the Empowered, you will get a notification of my latest podcast or the latest posts in my weekly Empowering Thoughts series. Please share this podcast with your friends and colleagues. Until next time, I urge you to live empowered each and every day and unleash your creative energy. Encourage the spirit, enliven the heart, enlighten the mind, and enlarge the expectations of living in yourself and in others. I'm Garland McWaters. Thank you.